welcome to episode 100 of the Lucky Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Orn, and today we're going to talk about some Star Wars. But first, let's do the business. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life debt blog pod. You can follow me on Twitter at bloody on B L O D Y O R M E. We are on Tumblr, Tumblr. No, mystarslifedead.tumblr.com. Uh, where else are we? What's on YouTube? We haven't got a dedicated YouTube um, uh, URL yet, but the URL is in the show notes. So check it out there. Um, if you would like to contribute to the upkeep of the blog and podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash my stores life debt we've got two tiers currently on the go one dollar and a three dollar and we've got a new one in the works so watch this space uh, in the next few weeks Uh, and if you would like to wear or have some life debt merch you can head on over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash life debt podcast slash shop and you can take a look at some of our new merch we have all the old stuff is gone everything from um all of my my artwork i've taken it down um and we've got some beautiful new work from the very talented Andy Bailey. And without further ado, let's get into this 100th episode. So, here we go. Right, so, Clone Wars, uh, Season 7, Episode 3, On the Wings of Kirdax. Uh truly good episode everyone really good um fun enjoyable action-packed um following directly on from episode two uh it's um the the team are trapped um, outside the room where they found echo fighting off droids um as whilst uh, Tech and Rex break out, but basically uh, unplug Echo from the system. Um, the rest of them manage to get into the room, and once Echo is disconnected um, and the, they've sealed the doors, the um, the the droids start cutting the uh, doors to the room open. Throws the crew, throws them all up into a ventilation shaft, and uh, Anakin uses the force to um, pull uh, Wrecker up. Whilst a um, decimator droid enters the room and uh, goes off, but it switches itself off because there's no one left in there to decimate. Um, they make their way through the vents, come out on a ledge. Uh, they need to climb across a giant pipe uh, to um, 
uh, get to a landing pad, but once they're halfway across, they are cut off by droids on either side. So, to make an escape route, um, Tech uh, uses his uh, equipment, which um, he basically records absolutely anything and everything, and um, he uh, uses the um, a, a, a call from the Kirdax, which are the big winged lizardy creatures um, that the locals ride on. Uh, it brings a, a swarm of the creatures and they all jump onto the backs of them uh, and head back to the village where the chief uh, asks why they have returned to the village bringing droids because uh, the droids chase them down. Turns out those droids can fly! Um, they manage to fight off the droids, but Wat Tambor a larger force. Um, Anakin, Rex, Echo, and the Bad Batch uh, help the locals. I can't remember the name. I can't remember the species. Um, they all help. They help them out to um, fight back the droids and you know basically wipe them all out um, before going getting back on the ship and. Uh, Taking Echo back to um, Anaxis. So it's not much of a description, really. Uh, pretty quick, but you know the episode. It is pretty much an action-packed, action-filled episode, um, which kind of brings the story of rescuing Echo to a close. You know, this is it. They got Echo off. They get Echo off the planet by the end of this one. Um, the um the story will continue in the next episode however because it is a four episode arc um i think this one deals with the aftermath of and of uh, you know, what's going on on an axis um and from what i can remember from watching the animatics if they stick to the animatics that is uh, it's a pretty good episode uh, we've seen some clips well some shots of it in the trailers Specifically, the ones where you've got Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi surrounded by droids. Um, this one, how this one, you know, it's 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 great fun. They, um, you know, there's there's a lot more emphasis on uh, Rex and Echo in this one as, as opposed to the Bad Batch. Uh, whilst they have quite a part to play in the episode, of course, uh, it is really focused on the friendship between. Uh, the two regs um, uh, and there's a couple of moments where Echo and Anakin kind of have that Echo and Anakin have especially at one point during the fight in the village where <laughs> Anakin's about to do a big jump onto one of the droid walkers and Echo says oh still uh, still being reckless sir and um, Anakin's like you know me um so yeah it was a good episode good banter quite a lot of fun definitely worth a watch definitely uh thoroughly enjoyable and um yeah just uh definitely um definitely good times of viewing uh really um, 
so yeah, sorry about this. Um, so yeah, um, the uh, once again the animation is flawless, and kind of seeing the animation of Echo as well is like, just like seeing him moving around. Uh, once he, you know, originally he was hanging out of the when he's hanging out the tube, you don't really get to see it, but you know, he's you know you get to see his droid appendages but now you see him moving around like one of his hands is missing he's basically got one of the um one of those uh computer fob things that r2 has that he connects to city computers which echo uses to access um the uh, ventilation shaft and you know, you get to see like what they what's happened to him. You know, a lot more clearly. Um, but it has worked to the advantage of them. Like, you know, thanks to his incarceration by the uh, by by the separatists, he um, you know he's had access to their files as well as them having access to everything he knows, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so he's going to basically be a really um, an important part of uh, any missions that he's part that you know they send him on. Um, so yeah, it's uh, like I like I said, really good, fun episode, enjoyable, a great um, end to this kind of three-part story. Um, but you know, knowing that we've got another one coming is pretty fun because. Uh, at this point, I just want to see more and more of the Bad Batch. They are quite, uh, they are a great group of um, characters and uh, kind of fun to watch, which is a, a good thing. So, yeah, I'm going to jump onto something else in just a second. Um, uh, so, uh, you give me, uh, give me just a moment, and I'll be right back. So, the new episode of Clone Wars is out. Yep, it's a two for this week. Uh, well, two episodes reviewed this week. Um, called Unfinished Business. Um, Echo comes up with a plan to... Um, comes up with a plan to basically win the battle, win the war for Anaxis. Um, by essentially taking the fight to the Separatists. Um, so, what he does is, uh, Echo, Rex, the Bad Badge, and Anakin are to go to the Admiral Trench's ship, whilst Obi-Wan and Mace lead clone troopers in a fight, um, at a, uh, at a factory. So, the, um... The strike team head up to Trench's ship and um, break in uh, because Echo is able to sh um, make them think that the ship that the shot they're flying is a separatist one. Um, they dock on the ship, get inside, and manage to make their way to uh, like a central console, uh, which communicates um, 
uh, the the uh, what's it called the algorithm that uh, Echo was um, you know that was basically formulated from Echo. So what they do is Mason and Obon take the fight to the uh, to the factory. Um, a request is sent to Skako Minor to for the algorithm, and they um, Echo basically is able to manipulate it, whilst Tech ma manages to make it seem like it's coming from Skako Minor itself. So they are completely fooling the um, the droid army and Admiral Trench. Um, soon though they real uh, trench realizes that something is going on and when um they send a pulse down to the uh down to the planet which deactivates all of the droids um which is just in time seeing as obi-wan mace and the clones were about to get overrun uh, <laughs> so um then in the in the, in the ship, um, they have to find fight their way out, as well as deactivate a bomb on the planet. So Echo manages to get most of the digits, most of the code to Mace Windu to deactivate the bomb, but he is shorted out by a a localized pulse to um, that knocks him out and. Anakin's like, look, we've got to figure this out. So he goes to Admiral Trench, um, basically says, right, look, I need you to tell me the code. Um, Trench refuses to give it up. Uh, Anakin's like, look, I'll do anything that I have to. Trench's like, no, you won't. You're not. You're a Jedi. So Anakin cuts off a load of his arms, and says, really, I, I'm not afraid to, you know, do what needs to be done. So Trench gives him the final digit, and Mace, act, Mace de is able to deactivate the bomb. And but before Anakin leaves, he kills Trench, um, and takes a self the self destruct device for the ship. Um, as the team are escaping, Wrecker and Crosshair basically try and have a competition to see who can kill the most droids. Um, Crosshair manages to win um, by planting sort of mirrors along a corridor and firing one blast, manages to destroy an entire squad of battle droids. Impressive. Uh, and Wreck is just in disbelief. Um, back on the back on the shuttle, um, Anakin hands Wreck the uh, the detonator, um, and <laughs> Wreck is like. Oh, this is like the best day ever. Blows up the main Separatist ship and the debris manages to destroy the other two main Separatist vessels. Uh, and finally winning the Battle of Phoenixis. Um, uh, back at the uh, Republic base on the planet, Mace uh, you know, commends uh, the Bad Batch, Echo and Rex. Um... And everyone's like, oh, yes, there'll be medals in your future. <laughs> uh, Rex turns to go and says, you're coming to Echo. 
and Echo's like, oh, just hang on a sec. And Hunter says to Echo that, you know, look, you're not like these guys anymore. You're not... You're not a reg anymore. You're something special. Your path... You've got a different path here. Um, but if you ever want to... You know, if you ever want to find, join us, come find us. And Rex turns to Echo and says, look, if you feel that your, your place is with them then go ahead and Rex turns um, and like um, Rex looks and Echo's going with them and they all turn back to Rex and they all salute him and he salutes them back and that's the end of the episode um, this was a really nice kind of this was like the icing on the cake of the Bad Batch arc. Um, but I really wouldn't call it part of the arc. I think the Bad Batch arc was them finding Echo. is like running back Echo, finding Echo, and rescuing him. That's the main arc. This was just like a really good piece of supplementary material. But if they really wanted to, they could have easily condensed episodes 2 and 3 together, maybe. Um... Or, you know, they could they could have easily... I think they could have condensed the whole arc a little bit more. But at the same time, I think it's so well-paced that it would have... If it had gone quicker, I think it would have lost a lot of its... Uh, well, it would have lost a lot of... Not just great moments, but I think it would have felt rushed. So, at the same time, yes, they could, they could have condensed it, but at the same time, no, they couldn't. But... This one really kind of was like the icing on the cake, um, and you know it's like the the like it kind of shows Echo's kind of return into service, and I kind of get the feeling that had this been part of the main series, had we not had the series continued as you know as it was, I think there'd have been like a probably a couple of episodes in between. Um, episode and then this so you'd probably like jumped over to something else you know see another battle elsewhere or something or you know had a Jar Jar two-parter or something along those lines just and then come back to this one where you've got kind of more rehabilitated Echo you know now he's in his um he's got his own he's got some new armor some newly designed armor um that kind of fits him a bit better, you know, kind of fits his new his new look essentially. Um, but yeah, it could have like they, there could have been like a a gap between t- these two episodes, just and this be like a one off. Um, it it's a like there's a lot of action again, but we it's not just Anakin and the Bad Batch. Like we see Mace and Obi Wan kind of doing their part as well and doing and kind of like basically taking on like some insurmountable odds you know they, they they're basically fighting a ton of droids that you know in if Anakin hadn't sorted out everything that needed to be sorted out they'd have they'd have pretty much been killed you know that's that the rest of those droids that came in was just um 
just a ridiculous amount uh, and they would never have survived that um, I, you know I mean you see them struggling to to win um, earlier on in the episode so <laughs> where they ended up was pretty tough um, I think like the um, you know kind of finally seeing the demise of Trench Trench has been like a thorn in the Republic's side for a long time now um, you know he's been around since season one no season two so he's been around in season two but chronologically he's been around since season one um, because the episode that he appears in in season two actually happens before the Clone Wars movie which is all part and part which is all kind of set around season one so yeah uh, I love how they put the Clone Wars out really not confusing at all um, so yeah so you know kind of having him turn up in he turns up again in a later season and then you know having him come back uh, you know he's like one of those it's kind of like when you're like looking at like a, a comic book series or something he's like a regular uh, a guest star villain that appears every now and then at least probably once or twice fans love him fans enjoy him but eventually he's going to lose uh, he, he's always going to lose so there um, but you know finally getting the demise of him it's like a bit of closure um, and you know Anakin's Anakin's just getting darker and darker isn't he really um, you know but this kind of goes back to in um oh what was it the citadel arc where anakin tells tarkin that he feels the jedi shouldn't be w leading the war because they their beliefs and their, the jedi code forbids them from you know going for like taking the necessary steps so it's you know so here he is he's taking the necessary steps to bring to attempt to end the war um so it's um so yeah like we see we're seeing kind of a continuation of that conversation but we're also seeing him heading down a darker path um which you know just builds and builds and builds towards um revenge of the sith so yeah uh a re i really enjoyed the episode um We've not had a bad episode yet of season four. Uh, season four? No. Season seven. Where did I get four from? Goodness knows. <laughs> but yeah, like, so we've not, I don't feel we've had a bad episode of season seven. Um, and long may that continue. Uh, I mean, we've got eight more episodes to go. So, um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's see where it goes. The next, we've got a new story arc starting next week that I believe is focused on Ahsoka and her time on Coruscant uh, so that's going to be interesting see what she does after leaving the Jedi Order um, so yeah looking forward to that um, 
and of course I'll be covering that in some way next week so there we go so uh, I'm gonna put a pin in now I'm gonna jump into something else in just a second so I'll be right back well I managed to finish it I finished the Rise of Skywalker um, novelization uh, mere hours before the embargo was lifted and so uh, we've had the spoiler free review out on the blog so I'm going to dive into it now with spoilers let's do some spoilering yeah uh, <laughs> so, um, as I said in the, in the podcast um, I really enjoyed this podcast Carson has really tapped into the essence of the film and she's given us, she's crafted this story uh, so almost perfectly um, like the, the movie feels like a mess but there's something about the way she wrote the novelization that really made it flow, that made it kind of it didn't feel messy, it didn't feel, it didn't have a rushed feeling. Everything kind of felt right as it was put in the book. Um, so, um, yeah, like I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, sorry about that, a bit noisy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the novel, is I'd say almost perfect um, she's really kind of clarified cleared a lot of stuff up made things feel like they make a bit more sense um, without adding loads um, and also without taking stuff away like we get a real beautiful look at these characters um, so yeah it's like this is uh, you know just everything the, the way it was written was just fantastic and I absolutely loved it um, of course it's called the uh, Rise of Skywalker expanded edition so let's take a look at some of the expansions um, I think everyone knows about the um, the Oracle scene, um, the Oracle of Webby Bog, I believe it was called, uh, which is quite early on in the book. Um, it's it's on Mustafar. It's when it's after Kylo has decimated the cultists, but also but before he finds the Wayfinder, like the Wayfinder is, um, he is he is shown to the Wayfinder by the giant baby head. <laughs> and... Honestly, like, if that had been in the film, it would have just felt weird. Uh, I'm kind of glad it's not in the film. It felt... strange. It felt a little... off. Um, I like the idea, I like the concept. Maybe... 
maybe that's the, you know I mean like Ray Carson would have worked from the script um, rather than yeah, how we see in the film so you know you kind of get the feeling that in the script this is how it was kind of portrayed um, but yeah like everyone's kind of going oh why don't we get this well actually I'm glad we didn't get it um, not to say that the scene is bad it just I don't know, it didn't feel quite right. <coughs> um, in that same kind of sequence, we also get a bit of a uh, bit more with Allegiant General Pride and Hux watching Kylo decimate these cultists. And, you know, Hux is just like, yeah, I don't care. But Pride's like, this is beautiful, most beautiful, isn't it? Ha ha ha. And at that point, I kind of, like, reading that, like, I felt like we were going to learn a bit more about Pride. Um, even if it was, like, just a tidbit, it would have been worth it. And you know what? I wasn't disappointed. Like, <clears throat> we get into his head during the, um, that moment where he's speaking to the hologram of Palpatine. And we learn that this isn't the first time he's spoken to Palpatine. We learn that he is actually, and it's never specifically said, but it's thoroughly hinted at um, throughout the book that Pride is actually a member of the Sith cultist. He's, he's a member of the Final Order planted into the First Order. Um, so kind of, I guess, I guess, like, the idea is he's not a mole, he's more of a, you know, when, when everything kind of kicks off, everything kind of starts off, um, that having someone in a high position in the First Order would facilitate the transition. Which, um, yeah, it's like, that's a that's a good idea. Um, we also get there's like a really couple of interesting moments where uh, in the in the sequence where Kajimi is destroyed, the captain of the Star Destroyer, you know, they, like their thought process is, you know, they've they've killed this many people. They've, um, you know, basically like she's ruthless. Um, to get to her position, the position she's in, and she wants Pride to be um, proud of her, to acknowledge her, and basically think that she's doing a fantastic job. And we get a moment with Pride during the Battle of Exegol, where he's looking at the Star that Star Destroyer because it's returned to the um, it's returned to Exegol after destroying Kajimi. and you know. There's like one bit just before where she's like going on about where like in her head she's like ah you know we've come back we're going we're going to win this and it's going to be our star destroyer that's going to do it and you know look at us look at us we are fantastic and then probably just like yeah you know it's she's half decent you know nothing to write home about but yeah she's all right as a as a captain I guess. Um, I just thought that was really like that was a really interesting touch and really fun little moment that um, you know it's 
it's just things like that that really kind of make this novel feel great. Um, <clears throat> so, um, what else? Oh, we get a lot more Zori Bliss, actually. Um, we get her, you know, she's introduced the same way she's introduced in the film. They leave Kajimi, and they leave, and, and the resistance heroes leave Kajimi. Uh, but then we get a couple more moments with her. Uh, the first is her gathering her gang as the, um, as the, uh, First Order are basically, like, knuckling down. The second is her taking, um, getting one of her gang, uh, getting to the y, her Y-Wing, and then the gang member, like, the person she's gone to save decides not to go. Um... And then, again, like, it's never really directly said that it's her, but, like, we all know it's her, having, having seen the film, where Babu, where, like, the, um, Star Destroyer Blast is hitting Kajimi, and Babu Frick's like, oh, this isn't good. And, uh, he hears the vo- this voice, and he's like, ah! And basically saying, look, we've got no time, come on. And we all know that's gonna be Zori. Um, so, yeah. Um, we get more of her, which is, you know, fantastic, you know, felt like the character was a little underused, maybe, or, or didn't get enough time, but here now, she does, she gets, you know, I'm not saying that she gets tons of time, but she gets enough extra time that, you know, really works for the character and gets us, and, and lets us know, um, kind of more about her and more about you know where she's at at this point in the story or in like her this point in her story should I say and of course there's the uh, the whole uh, Palpatine being a clone aspect. Um, so we we learn very early on that from Kylo like Kylo Ren's looking at him and he's like because Kylo studied the Clone Wars, he knows about the technology that keeps Palpatine alive. And he says, you know, it's a clone, and the clone is unable to. Um, the clone body is imperfect, um, and because of that, uh, the. Um, um, Oh god. Because of that, Palpatine's spirit is causing the body to um, fail. Um, and it's all because um, Palpatine. You know, Palpatine had so many um, plans in place. And the unfortunate thing for him in this circumstance was that um, the, his, his followers on Exegol. Um, you know, they'd gotten a lot of stuff done, but they hadn't perfected the clone. And so, um, you know, as he was falling down the shaft in, um, Return of the Jedi, after sensing, you know, he, he had everything getting prepared because he sensed Vader, Vader's turning or kind of acknowledgement of the light, in a way. Um, that, um, 
you know, he'd been putting this plan in place. His plan was, you know, he was kind of fast-tracking this plan. Uh, so when he falls down the shaft, everything was in place, relatively speaking, and he's able to transfer his spirit into the one in Exegol. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, as, you know, we know that Palpatine was doing things to prolong life. You know, he was learning from Plagueis. He, uh, I mean, he was old, man. He was, like, really, really old and decrepit in um, Return of the Jedi. Um, and so, you know, he, he was probably pretty much ready for this to happen, like, for him to transfer anyway. Maybe, maybe he was hoping it would be, everything, everything would be perfectly ready, but it wasn't. Um, and that's where we also get the sun. The sun is a imperfect clone, so I'm guessing because of, like, the manipulations to the clone that the followers were doing to make a clone body strong enough to hold Palpatine's spirit, uh, they came up with this that was, um, you know, they got the sun, the, the Palpatine's quote-unquote sun, and he, you know, basically, he's like this failure in Palpatine's eyes, probably because he's not Force-sensitive, you know, so... Theoretically speaking, if the body is not force sensitive, uh, then it won't hold his spirit. Um, I mean, we're talking Star Wars science here. You know, we we don't know enough about Star Wars science. Um, Because it's Star Wars science. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so the, the, that clone was imperfect. So I guess probably he just let him loose. You know, probably. Um, I mean, my head canon is perhaps you know the son and then his his his, his wife were probably you know the son probably saw himself as the son of Palpatine. Um, you know, probably they didn't tell him that he's a clone or anything like that. Um, um, quite possibly, you know, if you think about it, he knows he's the son and then he meets this woman on Exegol. You know, they, you know, they have a relationship, but which would be happening because we learned that the stormtroopers and the, um, the officers and all, you know, everyone crewing the um, Star Destroyers and all that, they are uh, the children of the followers. So I guess there was just kind of like, look, you guys, you do what you need to do. You guys, you, you guys uh, breed. Um, and, you know, your children, you know, will become like the... the the backbone of this new empire. Um, there was probably a case. It's probably a case of you know, it's not about love for them. It's about you know, following Palpatine's rule. Um, but so like 
child, you know, childbearing probably was more something that they found an honor rather than something that you do as like a, you know, parent, you know, they have children to kind of fill Palpatine's army. Um, so I think maybe the, the parents of Ray, you know, they had feelings for each other. They wanted to keep their child. They didn't want their child. They knew that their child would be, um, you know, hunted down or taken by Palpatine. So they escaped. Um, probably that's why it took, you know, Ochi probably took so many years to find them you know, when Ray was old enough because, you know, it's a big galaxy. Um, because Palpatine wanted the basically wanted to find out if Ray would be strong enough in the force to harbor, like her, the body would be strong enough to harbor his spirit um, and I think you know, that's probably the route Palpatine was going down at this point rather than, um, you know, trying to, I think he'd probably just given up on the cloak thing, um, with the exception of Snoke, and we don't really, still don't find out much more about Snoke than, uh, we already have, but I guess, you know, I don't feel like we need too much more about Snoke, you know, we know now Snoke was a clone, and he was a puppet of Palpatine. I think that's kind of all we need to know, really, but I guess, kind of, in that crazy Star Wars fanboy way, I just want more. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, um, yeah. Kind of, want a little bit more information on Snoke, but I guess, you know, we have the information, I just kind of want to see it in writing or something. I don't know. Um, um, and um, there's also a bunch of stuff with Leia. Um, we get there's there's one page uh, in particular that just everything like Leia's story just oh is amazing. Um, it's the scene where she. Um, where she dies, and we get to we get to see what's going through her head in that moment. Like she takes, like she kind of compartmentalizes herself in, into a bunch of different things. Like if you think about her, um, you know, look at her name: Leia Organa Solo Skywalker, or Leia or Leia Skywalker Organa Solo. And she kind of takes parts of her, like elements of her, and we pass those on to uh, her children, essentially. Like her two surrogate children in Ray and Poe. Like she wants to pass on her Skywalker side to Ray, her Organa parts to Poe, and her Solo um, part to her son Ben and it is her reaching out to the force 
reaching out to him in the force. Um, and she spends the whole like part like one aspect of her story through through this book is she keeps hearing um, Luke speaking to her from in the for from the force, and she keeps telling him that it's not time yet. It's not time, and he keeps saying, you know. You're ready. It's you know. You're ready to cut. You're ready. You're ready to join us. You're ready. And she's like, No, I'm not. Um, I've still got things to do. Um, and it just you know, she was holding on for that right moment, and that that kind of point where probably Kylo or Ben was at his well, Kylo was at his weakest, and Ben was at his strongest to give him that final nudge to the light. Um, And, you know, you see, you know, how that works. Like, even though he's not a part of, like, he's not a force sensitive, like, like, Leia does pass on that side of herself to Poe. Um, really, because, you know, he does step up. You know, she passes on her Skywalker aspect to Le- uh, to Rey. Um, you know, because, and it takes her a while, but she figures it out that, you know, she is a, she's a Skywalker. She calls herself Skywalker. And, you know, when she passes, it kind of, it does bring Ben back in a way. Um, you know, her passing is actually part of the catalyst that makes him drop his, uh, Kylo Ren persona and I kind of think you know she she did she did that she managed to do that um, and the fact that Luke is talking to her she's holding on to do that one last thing and then it says that you know when she passes into the force she was expecting to see Luke but he wasn't alone and they, she, uh, Ray Carson leaves it um, ambiguous, like, she doesn't say anything else apart from, you know, she sees Luke, but he wasn't alone, like, so many other Jedi it could be, and I hope, I hope it was Anakin that she saw, because I think that would be really interesting. Um, and and before, before I kind of put a pin in this, uh, this section... I just want to call out some really impressive Easter eggs. Um, during the Battle of Exegol, um, you know, when Poe said, you know, my friends, I'm sorry, I thought we had a chance, uh, but there's too many of them, and you get Lando, um, there's more of us, Poe, there's more of us. And Poe sees the fleet. We get to see, um, in the in the book, there's a... A bunch of um, bunch of Easter eggs. We get a load of Easter eggs, in fact, um, and it's like you know uh, the it's like different ships um, kind of announcing them that that they're there. You know, kind of like kind of like a red, like squad, like Red Five and such and such. But we get the Ghost, um, get Alphabet Two, so. Like for me, that was like a massive thing. Like, who in Alphabet Squadron's Alphabet Two, or is this like the second Alphabet Squadron? 
Um, we get Kazuda Zono, and he he announces that he's there, and we also uh, and he, he says something else. I can't remember what he says. It's like Kazuda Zono here to help, and then you hear it's a, a deep voice uh, tells Kaz to calm down. <laughs> we all know that that's Yiga, um, and you know we've we've we know from um, uh, like the ILM video that an ILM video that um, that the fireball like Kaz, Yiga, and Tora are all there at the Battle of Exegol. There is no they don't mention Tora in this you know in the book, but you know knowing that Kaz and Yiga are there. Uh, you know, Tora will be there as well, and I kind of wonder if that was actually um, part of the scene uh, originally, but um, they took it out kind of for the pacing. I'm not really pacing, just kind of like that scene has such an emotional impact when it's the fleet, and then you get the music, and you know, the, you don't need the dialogue. You know, you need like okay, we're going to blast these cannons and let's go, and then you get that the triumphant uh, fanfare music. Um, I kind of feel like they didn't need... You know, we. it would have been cool to have kind of that in the film, but at the same time, based on what we do get, I, I really think that um, it works without it, even though it would have been cool. Um, other notable mentions in play... On, um, with uh, the Easter eggs, Darth Plagueis gets mentioned um, in a scene with Palpatine, um, and that was a kind of cool. That was a cool nod. Um, so yeah, there are Easter eggs, and you know it kind of ties it into. Um, more of the literature side of it all to kind of tie everything together a bit more and you know of course with um, resistance as well and rebels of course so yeah um, some really cool easter eggs there so yeah there we go um, I'm going to put pin in it now I'm going to jump into some uh, emails and voicemails um So, yeah, celebrating 100 episodes. So let's uh, hear from some, some of our friends in uh, the live dead banter. So I'll be right back with some of those. Um, so before we get into the emails and voicemails, uh, I realised that I kind of needed to uh, talk about some bits. Um... So, uh, for those who haven't seen the blog post from a couple of weeks ago, um, episode 100 is actually uh, the, not the last episode, but it's the last episode for now. I'm putting the show on a hiatus, um, really because at the moment, you know, we're not going to be getting, it doesn't feel like we're going to be getting a lot of news. Um... We kind of feel like we're in a very we're going to be in a quiet period for a while. Um, we've had like the big announcements of the big announcement of Project Luminous, 
um, which was like kind of the big thing they've been waiting for. Um, and you know now we're kind of in this Star Wars limbo. Um, so I'm going to kind of put everything uh, podcast-wise, uh, the, the the main life debt show on hold for a while. Um, and also, I kind of I've been having a bit of a, a, a bad mental health run uh, the last couple of months. So I just feel like I just need to kind of take some time to take some take take some time out really from something. I need to you know kind of take stock of you know what I've got going on and you know what can you know what can I um, put on hold so to speak until I'm uh, feeling. Uh, better uh, in, in terms of that so yeah the, the podcast which at times can be a great stressor because you know I sit I trying to think of content and um, get it recorded um, and also I kind of I, I'm kind of sick and tired of recording in the car ironically I'm doing that now um, but at the moment it is like the easiest time for me to record and um, you know, to, to do and at the moment, like we're working on kind of at home, clearing uh, my office, and so I kind of feel like once I have that space, uh, I'll be able to kind of put a bit more focus into myself, kind of have a, a little space of my own, uh, which you know, we've called it my office, but it's actually more of a junk room uh, that I ha- happen to keep all my collection um, or the majority of my collection so uh, that's kind of we're kind of in the process of sorting that room out and once it's in a um, once it's up and running so to speak I will be you know kind of looking you know that you know that will be like a, a step towards kind of bringing everything back uh, to full speed but Right now, given the essentially the slow news period, um, and you know we're not, I, I, I don't feel like we're going to be getting much in terms of announcements, and um, you know, kind of like it, it, it kind of feels like this the coronavirus that's taken a hold of the world, it, you know, it's kind of stepping up, and it's. You know, it steps up to the plate pretty heavy, and you know, really, you know, there's a lot of people got more. Um, granted, people got a lot more time on their hands in <laughs> self isolation and the like, but also, you know, um, I just kind of feel like you know, needing to take, just needing to take some time out here, um, and I would rather be honest and tell you rather than just kind of disappear for a bit um, because right now I don't know how long it will be um, that's not to say that there won't be podcast episodes coming out intermittently I'm sure there will be um, like I've taken the time for this episode to be about the rise of Skywalker novelization um, I fully intend on doing podcasts or podcast episodes about um, any books that come out whilst I'm on hiatus. Um, 
I'll be talking about those. I'll be talking about Clone Wars episodes, but I'm not sure it won't be. I'm I'm not kind of rushing to do it as a podcast. I'll probably be taking some time to do stuff on the YouTube channel uh, a little bit as well. Um, but you know, I'm, it's not like I'm going away. I just I've not felt happy with doing the podcast for a little bit. Um, nothing to you know. It's there's I, I I'm really not happy about the quality of it. Really, um, I just kind of feel like my it, it feels a bit at times lackluster. Uh, I'm recording in the car, um, which you know people have said isn't a problem, but at the same time I just don't I don't like doing it. I would rather be doing it uh, inside somewhere more controlled environment um, which I'm hoping to have and that's how I'm hoping that will be happening soon um, so yeah it's, it's just going to be a while it's going to be a little while um, con- I'm still going to be providing Patreon content uh, that's not stopping so if you are signed up on the Patreon or if you are interested in signing up to the Patreon um you know, the the con the Patreon content is still going on. Um, so the Lego vlogs, the um, Rebels revisited. Uh, well, I'm pretty much on a roll here with that as well. Uh, I'm absolutely loving the Rebels rewatch. So that will be continuing. Um, I think I'm gonna have to. I've got a few episodes lined up, but I might have to wait a couple more weeks till I can watch anymore because I've been watching it on Disney Life and that seems to uh, be slowly and surely shutting down in preparation for the uh, arrival of Disney Plus which is annoying but it's, that's just the way it is um, but yeah there's Patreon content coming uh, every week there's uh, a new tier that I'm working on at the moment, which uh, I'm pretty, I'm looking forward to doing because there's some new content that I'm going to do on there that will be quite uh, fun. Um, and you know, life debt isn't going away. It's you know the blog is carrying on. Um, like I say I'm going to be doing some stuff on the YouTube channel, and um, yeah, it's. It's just I need to kind of cut something out, and right now because I've not been overly happy with it, and I've not—it's it, not a case of not enjoying it. It's just I'm not thrilled with the output of it. Um, so uh, I'm going to be having a think about new ideas, new ways of kind of doing the podcast. Um, kind of maybe alter the format a little bit try and just try and figure out uh something to make it feel a bit more fresh um so yeah um but i would like to before before jumping to the emails i just want to thank everyone who has ever listened to the show um you know it means a great deal that you've taken uh, anyone has taken time to listen to me rambling about 
the galaxy far, far away. Um, and, you know, ex extra special thanks to uh, the Patreon members. Um, you know, with, you know, your support has been just phenomenal. And um, it means a great deal to me that you like my stuff enough to essentially want more. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, and um, so yeah, let's jump into some emails uh, now and um, hear from some of our uh, some of our life debt friends. So um, here we go. So here we go. Um, I've got an email from. Patreon Becky. Um, hello, Lily. Um, episode 100. Hey, Johnny. Congratulations on reaching your 100th podcast episode. It's been a pleasure listening to you as you've progressed and improved as a podcaster. I'll very much miss the podcast while it's on hiatus, but we'll look forward to seeing your new ideas when it returns. I do hope it'll gain you a wider audience as you deserve it. As a suggestion, I definitely think more can be done with the holiday special. May the force be with you, Becky. Um, so, what Becky is referring to in the holiday special is the bonus episode that I recorded um, a couple of years ago. Uh, where I, what is like a commentary review of the Star Wars holiday special. Um... It's available on uh, Patreon at all tiers. So, yes, um, for for one dollar you can. It, it's called um, uh, the Life to Holiday Special, uh, aka the Breaking of a Fan, uh, because you can honestly hear me having a near mental breakdown as I watch uh, the holiday special, which is quite funny. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Becky. Um, um, I've actually, I'll be honest, I've been uh, sat here tonight putting off recording these because it kind of feels like this is it for now. Um, and I kind of, part of me will be glad to be taking this break, but it's part of me that, you know, I, you know, I do love doing this, and it just feels, yeah, a little sad to be coming to an end at this point. Well, not an end, but just a break, but yeah. Um, so, I'm really glad that you think I've improved as well, which is lovely to hear, because, um, <laughs> um, yeah. I think I still say um too much, but <clears throat> oh well. Uh, so yes, thank you, thank you so much, Becky. Um, really means a lot. <laughs> and I think Lily's happy to hear from you too. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, got a couple of voicemails as well. Um. So let's uh, start them off with um. Our good friend, uh, Pete, uh, formerly of Jammed 
transmissions. Johnny, it's your buddy Pete from Kentucky, and it's been a while since I called into the show, but I gotta say, man, I couldn't miss number 100, buddy. I am so proud of you for regularly putting out some awesome content, sharing with us your thoughts on every single thing that's coming out, uh, even with the blog and your coverage of the comics. It's excellent excellent content for all of us my friend and I just got to say man I'm glad to know you and I'm super excited for our chance to finally hang out at Star Wars Celebration uh, this year in Anaheim and I'm hoping you get that media pass buddy that's uh that'd be awesome if you do um, yeah man I, I just wanted to express that I'm really proud of you and I'm looking forward to a hundred more and just keep doing what you're doing. And I know you've got some plans to uh, for for the next 100 and 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 how you're going to be doing them. And looking forward to seeing what you've got coming up there, man. But don't stop. It's uh it's wonderful. And yeah, man, can't get enough. And I don't really have too much else to say. I just got off of work. <laughs> I am mentally numb after a, a day of work. But dude, it's um. It's an honor to know you, and 100, buddy, 100. I can count to 100. <laughs> but that's it, Johnny. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy, and may the force be with you, always. Okay, Pete, um, <clears throat> if you were trying to make me cry, you just about did it. Um, thank you. Um, like... <laughs> I can honestly say that, you know, through doing the pods and, like, listening to you and you and Josh on Jam Transmissions, like, you guys were, like, the first one that I ever did a guest spot, well, the only one I've really done a guest spot on, and, um, you know, it was a huge honour to be your first uh, guest and an even bigger honor to be your first returning guest um and you know through you know through just chatting in that that point you know thanks to anthony who um kind of put us in a weird way together um kind of cross promoting each other's shows um like knowing you guys has just been amazing and you know, it it's not uh you know it's you know we start kind of like it was like we're colleagues, but now you know we're definitely like like I consider you guys some of my closest uh, Star Wars friends, and um God, I cannot wait to hang out with you in um in August because uh, you know that is still going ahead currently, so um. That's a that's a good sign. <laughs> um you know, the media pass would be great, mate, but um you know 
even if, if, if it doesn't happen, I've still got tickets, still going. Nothing's going to keep me away apart from, you know, travel bans. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it's a hundred. It's, it's a nuts thing to even think about, to think that a hundred episodes ago, um, I basically decided... Oh, Lily's being a pain. Um, I basically decided to start the podcast because I didn't want to write a really long post. I didn't have the time to write like a really long kind of in-depth um, look at the 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 main solo trailer. Um, because I think that day, like, I had like loads of stuff on, and I thought yeah, it's gonna be easy to just you know record it. It'll be it'll be quick, it'll be easy. I'd been thinking about doing a podcast anyway, and it was just like hey, better no no time like the present. So um, I just went for it. Um, and yeah, hundred episodes. Who would have thought it? <laughs> um, but no, thank you, thank you, buddy. Um really it really does mean a lot um and yeah celebration is gonna be knocking foots <laughs> i cannot wait um i'm i'm still kind of adamant that um our <laughs> our first meeting will be very reminiscent to the uh finn ray and Poe reunion on um, Agent Class in uh, Rise of Skywalker um, after the Battle of Axe and I, I honestly could say I probably will be the one crying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you, thank you so much, man. Uh, it really means a lot. And um, I sound really gruff. Uh, I I choked on some food earlier, and my throat has gone like really iffy so <clears throat> it feels a bit rough um but yeah thank you um and yes uh coming up with some plans coming up with some ideas um definitely a hundred more um but how they will look uh that's that's the big question so thank you all right i'm gonna uh uh, compose myself a little bit and uh, whilst we listen to Anthony's voicemail so um, here we go I'll do Johnny this is Anthony also said rural farm boy also said a proud Patreon of yours so my Star Wars Life Tet podcast hitting your 100th episode and I'm thinking for just my own self, nearly 80 episodes a week of your show was in my Star Wars podcast playlist. And so many more friends other than just me. Because you choose to sit down and talk about many things, all things Star Wars. Whether it be at home or on the way to work for yourself or on the way home. Yeah, these are the things that your listeners, just like me, are listening to you for. We want to hear 
what you think. And for me, I'm humbled and grateful and thankful that you choose to do that and share it with us. So, happy 100, Johnny. And look forward to another 100 My Star Wars Like That podcast in my playlist. And I hope our friends do too. And I'm very glad that I got to sit and talk with you through some live chats. Thanks to 2Med2, Michael Condon, on his network. Yeah, we got to sit and talk a little spell. And also humbled and grateful that I got to sit and talk with you on your own show. Just you and me. Hope that can happen a little bit more. So, till your next show, in my playlist, Johnny, may the force be with you. I'll see you on the radio. How do you, Anthony? Um, thank you. Um, yes, so... Two Med 2's live chats, they have been real good fun, and, um, you know, hopefully I'll be able to, hopefully, you know, time zones and, and things, uh, will, you know, be a bit kinder, uh, for some of his shows to, for us all to get together and chat in, um, I'd love to kind of get a bit more time to jump into some of those as well, some more of those on your, uh, you know, the ones that you, um, put out there uh on Twitter. So um yeah, I, I really um I really enjoy getting in on those. They they are really good fun. And I gotta say the the pleasure was all mine having you on the show. Like there there was a, <laughs> a weird sense of pride that um you were that that the Life Debt podcast was the first show that you were actually a guest on, and I think that will continue to go down. And what some of my probably is one of my favorite episodes because you know we spent nearly two hours just talking, <laughs> talking uh, about the galaxy far, far away, and um, yeah, that it was it was like an amazing night. Um, <laughs> Um, even led to some interesting conversations with my wife the next day when she was, uh, she was like, who were you talking to? And I was like, oh, uh, Anthony, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a Patreon member and, um, he was, he was a guest on the, on the podcast and she was like, where do you live? And I'm like, he lives in America. How much is that going to cost us? And I'm like, nothing. It's all over the internet. <laughs> um, so yeah, and, um, you know, I I I love uh I love talking to you, man. Um. Uh, and I I look forward to your daily playlists because uh it's through those that I've joined up um well I've subscribed to so many more shows, um. I mean, like I like I said in my reply to Pete. If it hadn't been for you, um, putting us together in that way, I probably it's one of those ones where it's like I don't you know, I, w- I don't know if I'd have heard it, you know, or 
I'd have heard them, but you know, not for a lot, not for a while longer, or you know, something, something like that. You know, like you've you've brought so many people together, so many shows together. I've started listening. Like I said, I started listening to so many more shows because you've recommended them, um, and you know, some I've uh, listened to frequently, some I listen to here and there. And some I've listened to because the playlist is getting a bit too full. I, I you know, some I've I've dropped um, through no other reasons than um, I, you know, I just don't have enough time in the day to to listen to them. But um, you've really you you've been such an amazing supporter um, of the show. Um, uh, I mean, everything that I put out, like, you're always there, and that means so much, it really does, and it's a great honour to have you as part of our Patreon family as well, um, and uh, I really, I really hope that you, the, the, the content, um, that you, I, I do hope that you really enjoy that content as well, um, I know we've spoken a little bit recently about some of the Death Star vlogs that have been going up, and um, yeah, I got a few more episodes of that to go, and uh, which means I really need to uh, get building. <laughs> I've got three sets to go to build, so. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you so much, then so so much. Um, it really does mean a lot. Um, yeah, so, um, uh, that's, that's going to be it for now. Um, remember, uh, you can, uh, join our Facebook group at, uh, facebook.com forward slash, uh, life debt blog pod. Um, follow me on Twitter at bloody on B L W D Y O R M E. Uh, we're on Tumblr. Tum, um, my star was life dot dot com. Um, oh God, what was that one that I put in? Also on YouTube, check out the show notes. Um, because, uh, haven't got a, um, one of those dedicated YouTube URLs yet. Um, not quite sure the criteria to get one of those just yet, but, um, Bits and pieces will be going up there, so keep an eye out there. Um, uh, got a couple more weeks of um, the Funko Pop videos uh, to round out to for the first, I'd say, season of those. Um, I've got more planned. Um, they'll be coming in the next couple of months. Um, you can also, if you enjoy, if you enjoy what you've heard over the last a hundred episodes, and you want to hear more, um, head on over to patreon.com forward slash my Star Wars life debt. Uh, weekly, at the three dollar tier, there are weekly um, bite sized episodes called Rebels Revisited, where I talk about um, where I'm basically doing a rewatch of Rebels and my plan. is is to <laughs> um 
basically the last episode will come out um hopefully as i'm on a plane to anaheim to go to star Wars celebration so um that's kind of my goal to get it done by then to have all the episodes out by then you also get um currently weekly but it could slow down um based on frequency of purchases but uh it's uh semi-weekly um lego vlog where i talk about um star wars lego sets uh most of the well so far they've all been ones that i've built that i'm um currently building and just finished uh, i've got some ideas for some new episodes uh in the future um where it's not about ones that i've just built in unboxings and things like that uh where i kind of will be taking a look at some older sets as well um and you can also visit our redbubble store it's in the show notes i always get it wrong uh, i think it's redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash life debt blog pod or life debt podcast i can't remember off the top of my head uh, but one of those or two will work and yeah there we go i didn't think i'd get this almost emotional uh here um so i'm not gonna say goodbye i'm gonna say i'll see you soon um because, like I said earlier, there will be more episodes of the podcast coming. Um, I think I just need to take a, I just need to take a bit of a break from doing doing the podcast uh, at the moment. So, thank you all again for uh, your support, your your listening. Um. It really means a great deal. The fact that people in this crazy, crazy world of ours, in this crazy, crazy fandom, uh, want to listen to me. And, uh, yeah, it means it means a hell of a lot. So, thank you. Thank you all so much. Oh, God, this sounds so... F- Freaking morose. I nearly swore. Uh, <laughs> it sounds so morose. It, I don't know why. I just, yeah. Um. So, <laughs> without further ado, um, gonna say for not the final time, but for the last time in a while. Punch it chewy. Uh, Before we go, I would just like to thank our Patreon members from the uh, Journey to Life Debt tier. Um, So, yes, special thanks go out to uh, Patreon Becky, um, Anthony, a.k.a. Rural Farmboy, and Chris from Kentucky. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Your contributions are greatly appreciated. And go towards new things for uh, the blog and podcast. Um, So yes, thank you once again. 
and punch it chewy.